the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. At the top of the hour, I forgot what I was doing. We do headlines. So let's do some headline news, shall we? Uh, let's start with a terrible plane crash. How about that for a pick-me-up? Authorities say 103 people are dead, but incredibly, one survivor from London. Fox News Radio's Phil Idner has more. The sight of the crash shows the severity of the impact. Debris scattered everywhere. Authorities say it's a miracle anyone survived. That sole survivor, a young Dutch child who underwent surgery in Tripoli and is said to be in stable condition. There's no word yet what caused the crash. In London, Phil Itner, Fox News Radio. Phil Itner, he talks like this. I guess you can't really tell. You go, ooh, a terrible plane crash. Sweet. Little boy lived. I guess you can't really put that spin on it. Angle here, financially, I don't really have one. Uh, plane crashes suck. We it plays into our, our our fear of losing control. They do happen, um, and they happen to good people and they happen to bad people. So I guess if I were to throw anything out there, make sure that you know that accidents happen, earthquakes happen, floods happen, things that you can't possibly financially control that will hurt you. Um, so just know that's out there. Elsewhere, BP's trying again to plug the hole which oil continues to spew from in the Gulf of Mexico. This, as officials are trying to figure out what went wrong in the Deepwater Horizon oil rig last month, Fox News Radio's Jennifer Kuyper in Kinar, Louisiana, with the latest. Now that the top hat containment box is on the sea floor, it still has to be placed over the blown-out well spilling oil into the Gulf of Mexico. BP says it isn't rushing the process. The new box is smaller than the one used over the weekend that failed. Ice crystals clogged up the pipeline between the box and a ship on the surface. This time, the pipe is hugged by another one, which will carry heated water and methanol to prevent ice formation. In Louisiana, Jennifer Kuyper, Fox News Radio. Oil spill. Again, the dramatic effects of this are going to be played out in the coming weeks and months. Surprisingly, the price of oil hasn't shot up. You would have thought that, right? Conventional wisdom would have said that to you. Uh, but we're well supplied with oil right now coming out of Saudi. And uh, again, there's going to be a lot of debate about whether or not we drill for oil offshore in California. Probably not going to happen. But will we continue to drill in the Gulf of Mexico? You betcha. Uh, it'll be a little bit more expensive, but any sort of weakness in the drilling stocks might be a good time to buy. Um, again, I'm not telling you to do that, but it might be. Keep in mind, whole communities are going to be wiped out and destroyed. Uh, the oil right now is is you know destroying the shrimping season. You know, bubblegum shrimp, um, and a large part of America gets their seafood from the Gulf of Mexico. So it's it's very 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 problematic. You will probably be paying more um, in that region for fish, but maybe not in California because we don't get a lot of fish from the Gulf elsewhere. 
Uh, the price tag on the presidential health care reform bill, it's going up. Remember that health care package that we, we put into place that was going to save uh, money and, and cut our deficit? Fox News Radio's White House correspondent Mike McWarch reports. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office estimates that the new health care law will add at least $115 billion more in government spending over the next 10 years than previously estimated. That would push the overall cost of reform over the $1 trillion limit the president had set. Republicans say this just about erases any deficit reduction in the reforms. But the White House says it well, the White that... House says it will force Congress to offset the additional spending with cuts elsewhere using the veto to back that up. At the White House, Mike Makowitz, Fox News Radio. With that said, um, <clears throat> again, the lesson there, we're spending too much as a nation. We promise too much as a nation. Doesn't mean much to you, but your kids does. They're going to be paying higher taxes. You think taxes are high now? They're going higher. So we're going to be in the 50% range to pay for all this, or we're going to have to cut at some point in time. Our, our promises just keep going bigger and bigger. We're going to have to make more babies. We need you to go make babies. Go make 10 babies and, and make sure those babies all get jobs and pay taxes. So that's the only way we can continue to support crazy systems like this. Next up, an American Egyptian man was arrested in Cairo on possible weapons charges. Wait till you hear the type of weapons he was trying to sneak on a plane. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports. The man arrived on a flight that originated in New York City's JFK International Airport. He apparently tried to pass through customs with a cache of weapons along with several swords, daggers and knives. TSA tells Fox News Radio all the weapons had been screened in the man's checked luggage and security rules had been properly followed. TSA says he apparently had several undeclared arms in his possession and may face Egyptian smuggling charges. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News News Radio. Had Starnes, Fox News Radio. The guy had swords. Now, that's not a weapon that you typically see out there all that often. It's 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 heavily underutilized, especially in terrorism. But with that said, that's pretty awesome. You know, again, I, I respect a guy who 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 is a sword carrier. You know, it's it's so eighteenth and seventeenth century, but it's retro in a cool way. And finally today, once again proving that I didn't go to the cool school, I didn't have the cool teachers. Or I was just lame in life. Allegations of middle school students having sex in class are creating outrage in California. Middle school students. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports. The kids were supposed to be watching a film. Instead, they were having sex. Now a teacher in Oxnard, California is on paid leave. As officials investigate claims, a junior high boy and girl had sex during class. And their classmates apparently recorded the incident on their cell phones. One parent says she saw the video and is outraged, demanding the students and teacher be disciplined. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. I want to go to that elementary school, middle school, seventh grade, eighth grade. Man, in seventh grade, eighth grade, I just I wanted to meet girls and talk to them, and and not you know just die during that whole process. Um, the whole idea of sex totally, totally wasn't going to come into my head till twelfth grade. Um, but just to get a girl to talk to you, and now seventh and eighth graders are having sex in the classroom. Like either I was super uncool, super unhip. It, teachers allow this stuff. Like, why did I have all the teachers that taught stuff? Why did I have the French teacher that that made us practice French in class versus you know going at it with with other students? I I, I feel I feel ripped off. I I want to sue my parents because I didn't get sex in seventh grade. And let class. people tape it. 
They let people tape it. <laughs> you gonna get that video? That's messed up. Who? What kid does that? It's popular sexting. So take out the T and put in an S. Call sexting. Uh, sending sexual images. Very very hip. Very very cool thing to do right now. And by the way, if anyone wants to send me any sexual images, Rob at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. It's eight zero zero three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. Coming up, I'm probably going to have something interesting to say. Let's see what I got coming up. Let me see what I got coming up. Ooh, I got some more. Ooh, I got some technology stories and some investment ideas. And um, we just came through a great earnings season. Why isn't the stock market higher? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. like blowing 10 grand in Vegas on the first day and then making it all back and more on the second. The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Hi, I'm on the air. It's the Rob Black Show. 800-345-5639. Is that the right number? 800-345-5639. Sometimes I think I've had a stroke and I don't actually know what I'm saying. Um, Let's go to, I guess, Chris and Campbell. Hi, Rob. Hi. Hi. So I'm calling uh, to get your opinion on the Baidu stock. What? Uh, it just split this week, and it was hovering around mid-70s when I left the house this morning. I was wondering if it's um, a stupid buy or a smart buy to get back into it or what? I don't really know. Um, you know they, You know what they do? They're the, kind of like the Google Right. Of China. And China mm-hmm. kind of left that country sort of almost not really kind of. <laughs> um, this is a very expensive stock, and it has a very expensive valuation. Now, it's only got a market cap of about $2.6 billion, so it can it has a long way to grow. Um, if you compare them to Google, for instance, um, and Google's got a $160 billion mark, micro, uh, market cap. So it's it's pretty expensive. The problem is it's impossible to value. It's looking at about four, 40 times earnings. Now, that only means something if you if you relate it to something. Like, so you would probably relate it to Google. So the company's trading it at 40 times earnings by due is, if you take a look, um, Google's trading at 15 times next year's earnings. So Google's a lot cheaper on on earnings, on sales. Uh, there's a, something called a price-to-sales ratio. Google's sitting at 6.51. Let's see where Baidu is. So, again, investing is really a game of comparison more so than um, what stock to buy at, at what time. Um, mm-hmm. Give me just a second because I'll, I'll pull up. Uh, yeah, like Baidu doesn't have a price to sales ratio. It's impossible to, to figure it out. Um, Baidu wants to increase web searches by over 100 times. Um, it means 100 times Baidu in Chinese language means 100 times. Um so they got some services. They got some MP3 services and some image and some news. And so they're kind of like the Chinese, um, kind of like the Chinese uh, Google. And they don't have a lot of competition because Google left the country. So if you're going to buy it, I would say momentum-wise, it looks great. Um, I would say fundamentally, it looks pretty expensive, and you'll probably be able to get it cheaper at some point. Um, but it might not be. If you're going to hold it for ten years, it'll grow into that growth nicely. If you're going to hold it for ten minutes. You might be down twenty percent tomorrow because of the the recent run up in the shares right. and and what have you. So I don't I don't think there's a right answer for you. Um, okay. 
it's I almost have to like caution because anytime a company that's done what they've done since 2002, I mean, it's it's just stunning to see their growth. And they've had one major pullback, and that's it. Um, so uh, there's going to be some danger there. But uh, again, if, if you're looking at it for 10 years, it looks pretty cheap. If you're looking at it for 10 minutes, it looks pretty expensive. And somewhere in between is is, is the valuation. And thanks for the call. Um, a lot of people, for the record, think that China's going to collapse later this year, that um, their economy can't keep growing as fast as it has, and that it's due for a, a hit. Now, Baidu just split 10 for one, which is kind of nice in the sense that that the spread now is a lot cheaper and it's a little bit more efficiently traded. A couple days ago, it was down 15. I mean, this uh, this stock moves in big chunks left and right. Uh, They just reported earnings of $2.02. Revenues were $189 million versus $180 million expectations. Um, I don't have a lot of information on it. One analyst has a $1,000 target on it, which beat $100 after that uh, 10 for 1 split. Um, another one has 954. So it seems to be pretty well loved, all things considered. 800 345 5639 to get your calls in there. Let's go to Josh in Antioch. Hey, Rob. I am trying to buy a house. I'm 25 years old, and I'm having second thoughts trying to figure out whether or not I should be doing it or not. Um, the way that California is going. Well, are you going to live in California for a long period of time? I've lived here my whole life. I don't really plan on moving. My family's here. My work's here. Okay. Well, that's... Um, you know, I'm I'm just kind of debating whether or not it's a smart move to actually buy a house right now with the way the economy is. I know the housing market is low um, and that it's probably going to return, but should I wait longer, another year? Should I get into it as quick as I can? I mean, what, what's the best move at this point? Give me a little bit more about you. How old are you? Uh, you gave me that. 25 years old. Um, how much do you make? Um, right about... Two thousand two hundred five hundred a month. Okay, so is that take home? Yeah. Okay, so let's figure that out. That means you probably make about thirty six thousand forty thousand yeah. dollars a year before taxes. I'm pre approved right now for a hundred and forty thousand dollar loan. Okay, um, which isn't much, but uh, at that rate, it keeps my payments down about nine hundred a month. Okay, so not horrible. No, no. Um, do you feel that you can find a house for one hundred forty, hundred sixty thousand? some out there it's there's not a lot but a lot of foreclosures um a lot of uh um short sales okay like that do you feel that there's houses that you would want to be in you're 25 years old when i was 25 years old i was dating a woman named amanda um that was three women ago um so it didn't lead to marriage are you in a, a marriage scenario no no single guy okay so what happens if you meet a girl from say san jose and she really wants you to move down there in a couple years the, then you know I don't know I could always rent the property out. Yep. Um, anything like that. I mean, with the prices that low, my parents have a house that's very similar to what I would be looking at. Okay. They rent it out for sixteen hundred a month. Okay. So, um, I'm not sure if that's something that's possible to do, but I know that being a property owner is probably a good idea. Um, I just I'm kind of shaky about whether or not California is the right place. What do you do for a living? I'm an electrician. Okay, so you're going to be an electrician for many, many, many years going forward. You're not going to change jobs or anything. I doubt it. And there's probably demand for your services for the foreseeable future. Um, You know, sometimes housing booms would help you a little bit more, but you're not bad. I don't mind you buying a house. I mean, it sounds like you're you're saying everything that I feel comfortable with. It's not going to be too much of your 
your um, you know take home pay. It's not going to be too big and bulky. I would make sure that you're pre-approved and that you feel comfortable with that monthly nugget of a payment. Keep in mind that houses have more cost to them. You're looking at taxes. You're looking at electricity. You're looking at a couple other areas. Um, repairs, putting in a new yard will cost you. Um, I would try to find a very desirable location. Um, when I when you said Antioch or that you're in Antioch, I'm not crazy about Antioch, to be quite honest with you. Um, no, I'd, I'd like to be further out, maybe Brentwood area. If, if I had my choice, but because that's the only place you can find them cheap enough out toward Concord, Walnut Creek area, it's going to go way up. Yeah, but see, that now you're starting to counterintuitive yourself. You're starting to play against yourself. You want to get further out so it's cheaper, but it's further out because it's it's cheaper because further it's out. further out from jobs. Sure. And uh, for instance, I once got a job. Um, I was working in Old Town Alexandria, and I bought a house in Old Town Alexandria. At one point, I got a job at Cron in, in, in San Francisco, and that's on Van Ness, and I bought a house in Pacific Heights because it was right there. Um, yeah. I like working. I like buying where you basically work. I mean, I my commute was five minutes. That's fantastic. That's heaven. Yeah, um, yeah I don't really have a problem with you getting in. I, I'd say you're a little bit young, but you're in an established career. You're not going to be changing careers. Um, I would say now is a good time. Rates are incredible right now. Um if there's a big earthquake the day after you buy, you're going to lose some value. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I'm not against it. I mean, everything you said kind of checks okay that you would turn it into a rental down the road. So I would say, Josh, at this point in time, make sure you get a des- as desirable of a location as you can get. Okay. Um, because that's – down the road, what you want is someone to buy your house from you. Sure. So that's the goal. Um, yeah. I chose recently to buy a house that was in the best street in the whole city because I know that my real estate agent in 10, 20, 30 years, whenever I sell, will say, this is the best street in the whole city, and it's the best schools in the whole city, um, and it's, it becomes an easier sell. So, um, yeah, just uh, be careful. Take my time. Take your time. Find something you really like, and um, good luck, and, and thanks for the call. Great. Thanks, Russ. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Not sure if you've heard, but I've got my own app. It's the Rob Black app. Um, the Rob Black and Your Money app available at Apple iTunes. I'm wildly goosed by that. I think that's cool. I'm a little bit more hip today than yesterday. Um, and anyone that gets it, please, please leave me positive press because that just goes straight to my head and it makes my ego go wildly out of control. And I love you. So that's all I can say. I mean, I mean, I, I will, I will sleep with you. If you believe me, good commentary because I love you and I, my ego will be so huge that, um, I will massage your toes even like just leave me good commentary. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um, something kind of interesting happened, and this is a good lesson. The first quarter of the year, January, February, March, it's in the record books. Um, we now look back at earnings season, April, May, June, and, uh, that's where we're at now, but we've, we've reported the first quarter and the first quarter was amazing. Amazing. 85% of the companies reported in the S and P 500 earnings were up 56% year over year. Amazing. Um, the average company beat the expectations by over 15%. Amazing. Now, 
you would think the stock market had a great quarter and just kind of barely broke even. So sometimes the headlines are out there are glorious and the results don't match up. Maybe what's happening is Greece became a bit of a problem. Maybe uh, what's happening is we're starting to look down to the second half of the year and Second half of the year is going to be—it's tougher because we had so much stimulus in the second half of last year, so that the comparisons get a little bit tougher. But even more importantly, jobs—this—the sticky wicket of jobs. The state of California is going to have to cut massive programs, and when you cut massive programs, you cut jobs. So unemployment might go higher before it goes lower, and if that happens, Wall Street's not going to like that. Wall Street is not going to like that. It's going to say, "Uh-uh, I'm not going higher." So it'll be incredibly sticky and tough. Let's go to Mike in San Jose. Mike? Yes. Hi. Good morning, Rob. Hey, I'm retired, and I've been trying to buy some dividend-paying stocks. And I was looking at a stock called Telefonica from Spain, TEF. Last week, it dipped way down. Unfortunately, I was traveling and couldn't buy it. What do you think of it? It pays a good dividend. Yeah, let me pull it up. Um, you know that there's problems in Europe, right? Oh, yes. Okay, so... It, that's probably why it was going down, but it's a stable, huge telephone company. Let me pull up um, as much information as I can for you. It's, it's based out of Madrid, Spain. does $83 billion in sales, um, so it's, it's huge. Um, 25 countries, so it's not just in Spain. They do fixed lines and mobile phone lines across Europe and Latin America, Fixed line business, traditional voice, internet access, satellite television, cable. Um, domestic units got about 24 million users, 6 million in the internet. So you basically get the idea. Let's see what I can pull out for you as far as performance goes. Uh, wow. Kind of crazy. If you go back to 1990, this one's really ramped from 2 bucks to where it is today at 60 And every five-year period, it's gone higher, which is good. It doesn't mean that it's going to go higher this year. It means that it's gone higher every five-year period. So there's a good chance that it'll it'll repeat that if you go one, two, three, back 20 years. You know, four of them have all been up. So it's got a good history. It, it's stable, like you said. Six and a half percent dividend yield. Let me see if I can pull up some cash on issues on this. The problem is the telephone business is expensive. You know, there's a new phone coming out, and they got to get new equipment out. Uh, they got to get faster equipment out is the basic concept. Um, and when you do that, when you need more equipment, what do you do? You borrow money. And right now, because they're a Spanish company, it's probably I, – I think you're on to something is, is what I'm getting at. There's probably this huge discount on it. Return on equity is about 39%, which is huge. That's just ridiculously big. Profit margin about 13%. Trying to find anything super negative about the company. Um, disclosed that submitted Portuguese. So they're basically submitted to uh, doing an acquisition of a Portuguese company. So it's really in the wrong part of the world right now because that's the part of the world that no one trusts. And you've heard me say on the show that the best time to buy real estate is right after an earthquake. The best time to buy uh, a beach home is right after a hurricane hits that area. Because there's people who want out. There's a lot of sellers. So right now there's a lot of sellers in Telefonica. I find it okay. Most people seem to say it's a hold. Um, There's really nothing tragic going on other than it's going to sell at a discount based on where it is. 
I'm not saying it's third world because that's just rude. But, you know, they're in Brazil and Portugal. Portugal's such a problem. Um, they're doing a big merger of Portugal Telecom. Maybe that's something that's that's holding down the valuation. Um, yeah, I got no major problems with it. I, I can't find anything that's that's damaging or or totally upsetting. Let me take a look at one more thing on it. Um, I want to take a look at a shorter term chart. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Give me just one more second to finish this call off, um, because I like giving a good answer and, and not being rushed, Heidi. Um, we can extend the break if we have to. Yeah, I, I think you're getting a lot of value at, at those levels if you can be patient with it. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Lecture, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk coming up. Coming up. I got more. Uh, I got coffee investments for you. It's Rob Lecture, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Hello, hello, baby. You called. I can't hear a thing. I have got no service in the club. You say, say, what, what, what did you say on your breaking up on my You're listening to The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1-800-345-5639. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Wide open phone bank. But before we even consider a phone call, we've got to do some sex time, business time. Oh, yeah. It's business time. Oh, yeah. It's my best impression of it. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. That's what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, let's get down to business. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. Okay, let's talk about what we're seeing out there in the world of the business community. Conservative leader David Cameron, he began work leading Britain's first coalition government since World War II. Uh, ministers promising to cut record budget deficits and resist yielding power to the European Union. So I think this is big business. I think this is huge. I think this is uh, a throwback to Reagan, a throwback to Thatcher. We haven't seen a conservative England since. What will happen? He says he's going to cut big deficits. Now, economic mistake to cut a deficit unless you do it quite right. No government in modern times has you know been inheriting such bad problems. Uh, Obama inherited a recession, so to speak, and he's spending money. This guy's going to be cutting spending so that he looks a little bit more fiscally conservative, and that you know people will lend him money in the future at a cheaper rate elsewhere. ESPN landed a new 3D channel on Comcast. I'm so not into this, and I so don't even want to talk about this. But Comcast is the biggest cable operator in the United States, and they've jumped on the 3D bandwagon. They're going to announce today that they're going to offer ESPN 3D when it launches June 11th with coverage of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Television stations need places to land, like Bravo needs a home, and they need someone to deliver their content to you. So they need content delivery companies. Think of Comcast as a content delivery company. ESPN has announced its 3D plans last year at the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, I don't know. It just To me, I, I hope this is a, a, a gimmick that passes and, and never lasts. Um, in large part, you have to have glasses on. And, you know, we talked about the 3D centerfold in Playboy this month coming out. You got to have glasses. And then, for instance, you know, you have a, let's say you have a big party at your house and, 
you're going to watch the Kentucky Derby on your 3D TV. You got to have 20 sets of $200 pair of glasses so that people can watch and they all could enjoy it. One of your friends, you know, steps on it and you're angry at them. And I just, they, ha- having that extra accessory, just, I don't know. Like I sleep on the couch and I, I love sleeping on the couch and, and watching a little television in the middle of the night. Um, love it. The idea of having to slip on 3D glasses to on the couch, just it just, it rings wrong to me. It rings so wrong. And elsewhere in business time, the Walmart Corporation, they've announced plans to give $2 billion in cash and food to the nation's food banks, um, which is one of the largest corporate gifts ever on record. So you hate Walmart. I hate Walmart. People who shop at Walmart are ghetto income, low cost people. But you can get a case. I mean, like you, Walmart's got great deals. Like if you drink soda, you should buy soda from Walmart. I mean, it's just that kind of simple. Um, I mean, you should. Instead of paying a buck eighty for a Coke, you pay twenty five cents for a Coke, kind of thing. So over the next five years, um, Walmart's going to distribute some one point one billion pounds of food to the food banks that and provide as much as two hundred fifty million dollars to help those organizations buy refrigerated trucks, improve their storage, develop better logistics. Hunger is a huge problem in the United States, and Walmart's one of the largest grocers in the United States. A lot of people don't think of Walmart as a grocery store, but they are. Um, so the economy seems to be turning around a bit and people are turning to charities to help put food on the tables and continuing to grow. Um, a recent survey found that 37 million people a year now use national networks of food banks, 37 million Americans use food banks and a 46% increase that is since 2006. As people have lost their jobs, people are going to food banks. They're hungry. So one in every eight Americans use a food bank to make ends meet. One in eight Americans use a food bank. That's a little stunning for me. Next up, Google's Android smartphone. It's Leapfrog and Apple's iPhone. Now, this story's been out for a couple days, but it finally hit the L.A. Times. If Apple had dreams of dominating the future, eh, they may have to Google. Google. They may have to Google the, the phrase rude wake up call. So the two tech giants, Google and Apple, they're really fighting it out. They're increasingly at odds at the, with each other. A research firm that came out this week said that Google's Android operating system outsold Apple's popular iPhone in the U.S. for the first time. Get this chunky bit of news. Remember the candy bar is chunky? Mm. That's all I got for you. Anyway, Google devices account for 28% of the smartphones bought in the first quarter. That's pretty crazy. 28% of all, one in four phones was a Google phone. Now, Apple's iPhone accounted for one in five, roughly 21%. So research in motion still wildly popular, 36% of the market. But what research in motion is falling back on is the apps. They just don't have the apps going forward, of which, by the way, I've got an app. Nah, 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 nah. Um, so the guys who used to bully me in seventh grade, go screw yourself, you nerd. Um, I've got an app. You can get my app, Rob Black, and your money at Apple. Um, Apple's iPhone, single mobile phone offering is available only at AT&T, and I bet you they'd have a much bigger piece of the pie if they were available at Verizon. Now, Google's known, though, for giving away a lot of its popular products and services so that it broadens its 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 reach, and that gets them more advertising core business. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
because you want to be able to afford your midlife crisis. It's the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call now, 1-800-345-5639. Weirdest thing in the world to see myself in an iPhone app. It's just weird. So, yeah, they're the Rob Black Earn, Learn, Plan, and Invest. I don't quite... Oh, they stole that from my webpage. Yeah, so I had these uh, people make me an app, and I don't know. We'll see. The only There's thing an want, app for that. There is an app. There's an app for that. There is an app for that. Um, the only thing I suggest is leave me wildly positive feedback. Say that I'm sexy, that I'm funny, that I'm outrageous, that I'm hysterical. I'm, I'm the new Dana Carvey of money, uh, but he sucks. Um, just leave me crazy feedback because it'll go straight to my head and, you know, You'll hear me talk more about myself in third person because Rob Black would really like that. Let's go to Julie in Half Moon Bay. Julie? Hi, Rob. Hi, Julie. Hi. My question is, um, I'm wondering how safe you think it is for my husband and I to have the majority of our um, uh, portfolio in the stock market, given the state that um, national, state, local governments are in, and the trade deficit, et cetera. Um, I keep telling my husband that maybe he just should look at uh, gold, silver commodities, something that if the world were to go to hell in a handbasket, seems a little more you know, stable against inflation or just devaluing of the currency um, in the stock market. And I wonder if you think I'm just being paranoid um, or if you think there's any um, value to putting your uh, some of your assets into, you know, like harder assets. I have no problem with some of your assets being in commodities, but not most of your assets. Right. No, no, I don't mean most. I, I'd yeah. say right now we have most of it in stock market. I mean, we, we have our house and cars and all of that kind of stuff, but we have like, you know, three million in the stock market and nothing in gold or, you know, yeah, I, I would say you should have some hedges. There's no doubt about it, Julie. You should yeah, have some, hedges, some right. safer. What, what would you recommend for hedges? Well, gold's the traditional hedge, but it's at an all-time high right now. So you would yeah. you would be basically feeling uncomfortable. I would say that you could. there's mutual funds out there that are hard-asset mutual funds, which invest in hard assets. Okay. And that might be a good idea for you to get that exposure to okay. something that's much more real and would do well. If, like you say, the world continues to go to hell in a handbasket, then currencies would be devalued, and those hard assets you can't you can't melt. Well, you can melt gold, but you know you can't take away an ounce of gold. It's an ounce of gold, whereas a dollar might be only worth eighty five cents down the road. Especially right. doing it, just seems like over time, gold has always been. No, that's not worth true. Something, no, that's you know? not. Yeah, but that's also not true. It's yeah. Um, gold has been a crappy investment for my whole entire lifetime, um, and only in the last five years has it been good. Um, so keep in mind, you don't want to ever buy gold coins, never buy a gold coin. What you want to buy is gold bullion. Uh, once you mint it, it loses a lot of its value. Um, it becomes a collector's item, but that's not what gold's used for. Gold's used for a hedge. So with $3 million, Julie, I would think you should be working with a professional planner and them helping you put together a good hedged strategy. Um, you like, you can also look at safer stocks like Pepsi. And, you know, Avon and Sarah Lee, Colgate Palmolive, Altria. I think there's some safety, believe it or not, in smoking. Um, Johnson & Johnson, Kimberly Clark, Diageo, Cisco. Not Cisco with a C, but Cisco with an S, the company that delivers food. Um, they're a big food service company. They deliver food to restaurants, to hospitals, to grocery stores. So they're a big food play. 
uh, which I don't think we are going to, even in hell in a handbasket scenario, we are going to have to eat. Right, so, right, exactly. Which food is, is sort of like a hard commodity. It's, yeah, but the it's stock, necessary. Yeah, yeah, but the stocks aren't. So you know, right, let's, yeah. let's, not, let's not totally confuse that. But yeah, thanks for the call, Julie. Um, you okay. should definitely get a hedge, and I would strongly think about working with a financial planner you trust. If you need a referral, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Let's go to Pam in Petaluma. Hey, Pam. Hi, Rob. This is cool. I was calling because I just started buying stocks. It's like brand new for me. Yep. And the first two stocks I bought was I bought Citibank stock and I bought Generex. Um, it's a biotechnology corporation. Okay. And both of them have done nothing. And so I'm freaking out. Wah. How long have you been investing in Citigroup? Uh, I just started three weeks ago. Okay. So your time frame is three whole weeks. And then you, you, you get bored, Pam. I would yeah. hate I would hate to be your boyfriend because <laughs> you are an impatient woman. The word investment, invest, it's going to take some time. Um, okay. I like Citigroup for a long-term patient person, but if you're not patient, it's not right for you. Go for Apple. Go for Baidu. Those stocks move 5, 10, 15% in a day. Um, but short-term stocks aren't meant to move. They're, they're meant to be boring. If they always went up, okay. then everyone would be millionaires. So um, I highly recommend index funds and mutual funds for most people. Um, and once you get $100,000 plus in the market, then I think you can start buying stocks. I think it's a mistake to buy them until you get there because you can't really diversify well. And if you have a bad experience with Genrex because it doesn't turn out the way you want it to, Pam may say, I hate stocks forever. And that would be horrible. Right. So because right. stocks will build wealth for you over your lifetime. But it takes time. Okay. So. Okay. So thanks for the call. Okay. Thanks for the call, Pam. In in what I can only say, I'm the coolest guy on the planet. Carrie from San Anselmo calls. That's three women in a row. I feel very popular and loved. How are you, Carrie? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Um, so I've only started listening to you in the last six months, and I have to say, not only are you smart, you're very funny. You're very kind. Thank you. Um. Are you from the East Coast, if you don't mind me asking? I am from the East Coast, and actually, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm from Japan. I was born in Mashinanaha, Okinawa. Wow. So, okay. An army, army brat. But anyway. Um, so my question, of course, I took your advice on Salesforce.com and have been happy. Good. Um, definitely been moving upward. Um, I have a question about Apple and about Google. Do you think I've missed the boat on those? I mean, I don't have a lot of patience either, like your last caller. <laughs> That's um, funny. You got to get patience. It, it's very so, zen and very good. Um, Apple's only trading at 17 times next year's earnings, and I don't think that's crazy. It's it's historically pretty cheap. Um, with that said, the, the risk on Apple to me is is very very much so that at some point in time, Steve Jobs just drops over dead. Yeah, no, he doesn't look so good. Um, he is a thin, skinny dude. I think men yeah. should have some meat on their bones, and he, he's skinny. Um, Google's trading about 15 times next earning, next year's earnings. I don't think either one of those are mispriced or crazy, Carrie, but I don't know if they're going to go up in the next year or six months or three weeks. I would, I would, If I were a betting man, I would say both of them are going to be materially higher over the next five years. Um, if, if I thought about five years, you would say it would be a good investment. Yeah, but short term, it's it's impossible to say because, you know, if we hear tomorrow that Spain's credit rating get, got downgraded, well, all the stocks might go down. You know, we had a bad week last week and there was 
you know, Apple got crushed, going from 270 right. to 190 all the way back up to 250. So, I mean, it was it was a roller coaster that you could have been on the wrong side of that roller coaster. Last... You bought it last week? Yeah, I should have bought it last week when, it, oh. you know, I thought that was like my little window that I missed. But that's okay. As a woman, you should have a shopping list um, because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label all women shoppers. Um, but Apple and, and Google should be on your shopping list. And when there's bad days, you should say that's a good thing. It's like going to the store and finding a $400 pair of shoes on sale for 30% off. It's a good thing when it's 30% off. You don't have to buy it when it's at an all-time high. True. Okay. So, and what's your thoughts on, I know you were talking about gold. Yeah. What's your thoughts on silver? Silver's not as much of a hedge as gold is. Um I think silver is a poor man's gold, and I think the only reason to look at it is because you don't feel you can afford gold, and I don't tend to say that's a good enough reason to buy. Um, silver, not as industrial. I, of all the metals, carry, I tend to prefer copper the most as a play on economic activity. Um, gold, to me, is just, it's kind of overrated, tied towards inflation, and I'd rather play other ways of hedging against inflation than gold. Um, but I got no problems with silver. Just to me, it's not a very sexy metal as far as, yeah. as industrial use goes. And you think copper is sexy? Copper is very sexy. We need copper for roads. You need copper for buildings. You need copper for anything industrial. Okay. So, and then one last question. So I'm 46. Okay. My husband's 49. Oh, you had to say the, the dirty word, husband. I know. We had and such, we had a thing going. <laughs> and I have, uh. A little concerned because I don't think we've been as aggressive on 401k yep. at all. Um, so I'm just curious, what do you think would be a good mark at this point to shoot for at our age? Oh, mark as far as money under man money? Well, just like what do you think our 401k should be at at this point in our lives? Well, like, o- well over a hundred thousand. Well over. All right. It's, well, it's about that. Okay. Um, do you have anything? Do you have a house that's you know mostly paid for? Do you have any other assets other than the four hundred and one k? Yeah, we have our house, which is probably uh, we have let's say seventy percent equity in our house. Good, good. So you've done um, you've done good socking away money there. Yeah, and a little bit of money for the kids' college. Okay. Well, yeah. If if there's one thing I can push, Carrie, and I, I probably don't push it enough on the show, is max out that four hundred and one k. Well, you know what? I just pushed my husband to do that. So. Yeah, it, it's, it's listening. <laughs> if you max out the four hundred one k and you diversify it, twenty percent large, twenty percent mid, twenty percent small, twenty percent international, and twenty percent some sort of income, that's a good starting point. I don't think people should use that, but that's a good starting point. And in your case, you know, maybe you pick up a little more international because you feel you haven't saved enough, or if you're fearful of the market, you pick up a little bit more income. Um, or you're fearful of what's happened in Europe right now. You pick up a little bit more small cap U.S. stocks that don't have the exposure there. Um, but yeah, the best thing in the world any of us can do is max out our 401ks and and love our spouses. Okay. Um, and life will be good uh, when you're 60 years old. You'll have a partner to grow old with uh, who appreciates you, and you'll have money to live well with your your modest little social security. Um, thanks for the call. So my social security right now is projected to be about $2,000 a month. Now, after taxes, it's going to be about $1,500 a month. Um, after my, my health care costs from age 60 to a retiree can expect to spend about $250,000 in their, their retiree years on health care. That's a lot of friggin' money. 
And that goes fast when you don't have job, you know, replacing it. Like right now you're like, I got a, I got income coming in. But when you're retired and you don't have the income coming in, it's just going out and out and out and out and out and it depletes and depletes and depletes and depletes. It's it's panic time for a lot of people. So um, max out your savings. And I feel really good that I got three women in a row calling the show. And I, I'm Heidi, I, I hope you put her in a, a audio cassette for me or audio tape because she said I'm funny. Heidi and I have a debate on whether I'm not whether I'm funny or not. I think I'm hilarious. Like when I say I want to open up a, a Mexican um, optometrist company and I'm going to call it I, 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 I think I'm funny. She thinks my delivery sucks. There's something funny about me, but it's not ha ha funny. It's not queer funny, but it's it's something. It's odd. It's the Rob Black Show. Oh, big announcement. We're changing the name of the show from Rob Black Show to Rob Black and Your Money. Ooh. <laughs> I know you're saying big news. Oh, and there's an app of me. There's an app of me at, at iTunes, so go get it and leave positive feedback. Me loves you. I'll be back in 22 hours. Well, come on and let me know. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.